We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to Bad Life Titans. I'm Matt. With me is Anthony and Tom, and we are three gentlemen that have made bad life choices and end up Titans fans. Episode 13. Baby, we're back. Back in the winner's circle. You beauty. <laughs> How good. Oh, finally, we have yeah some good news to talk about. It's been uh, oh. pretty depressing here for the last five weeks, but um, <laughs> yeah, finally a bit of joy, a bit of smile. Oh, it's it's a great feeling to be honest to come on here and know we're not gonna be all depressed and think to ourselves why do we live up to the title's name? But um, no, it's good good times. Three hour episode incoming. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So that we were just saying in the preview, I think we're all ready to, you know. There's no doubt we're, we're winning this week, 13 plus, and the cycle starts again of starting to feel a bit of hope. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what, what, what a, you know, it could just be a coincidence, but I'm really starting to enjoy footy again, you know? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's good just, not having to turn off. Footy's a good game, isn't it? Yeah, just love it. it. Oh, game. Best game on earth, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure, and and uh, you you were saying, uh, Anthony, you got to the you got to the game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I ended up because uh, I was originally working, um, and yeah, the rest of the boys were going, and um, yeah, eventually scored a day off. I think about Thursday, I found out. So um, yeah, thankfully the boys still had the ticket for me, and um, yeah, just uh, thankfully got work off and made it down there. Um, bit of a bloody wet weekend and sort of made it a little bit nervous coming home whether we were going to get home back to Bundy here or or what was going to happen but um thankfully all worked out and um I'll uh, say sorry to so uh Cal and Trent I think went to Magic Round sorry I didn't catch you there fellas but um I was too busy buddy into the four X's and the rums and and getting bloody pissed <laughs> on <laughs> It was a $9.75 bloody skewies, eh? Yeah, yeah, mate. Makes it expensive when it's your round to shout. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it, was, it wasn't too bad. You check the bank account on Sunday. It's not so nice. But back to work this week to, to recover the savings a bit. Uh, nice. Yeah, no. What about you, Tommy? Your, uh, your cows are all good? Yeah, they're all good. Everything's fine there. and. Um, while everyone else was bearing the wet weather, I was at home underneath the blanket in a dry house, so um, it, it was quite good. But um, no, nah, it was good to see a lot of the boys at the game, and 
uh, thankfully got a very traumatic win, which we will get into. But, you know, it's just, it's made, it's made a lot better this week to put it, um, to put it politely, it's been a lot better this week. Ah, uh, yeah, it's life's great when your weekend isn't fucked by football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. You're third. All right. Uh, we'll just move on to news. There's not really that much news. It's just all about uh, the rosters and, and, and the, you know, the greatest game they've ever played on Saturday night. Um, there's one little mention, though. Paul Turner is just absolutely killing it for Tweed. Uh, for, for Tweed. Um, him and his brother are just, yeah, ripped up, ripped up, uh, Ripped up the cutters, so that's uh, good to see. The depth is getting better. Um, and uh, I just saw a little story. Here. I'll just want to bring it up. Um, Toby, confident he has the skill set to uh, to to dominate in the NRL and, and improve and, and last it for a long time. So it's good to see that the the, um, the last few weeks haven't. Haven't dampened his spirits. Where is it? Oh, I've lost the bloody story. But yeah, no, he's just saying that uh, his confidence is still high, even though he's been has the form hasn't been there, and uh, the goal kicking duty has been moved to Osaka was taking a lot of pressure off him too. So having JC and AJ back in the in the spine with him um, has taken a lot of pressure off as well. So and it showed that on on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, it's um the Paul Turner one. It's it's if he keeps killing it in Q Cup, you sort of wonder if it's gonna be like JC last year, where you know, I think he was making two hundred meters and ten tackle busts every game for Tweed. It gets to that point where you think probably he might eventually crack his way in, um, just by bashing down the door. Um, so it's it's good to see anyway, like. That we we have the option to bring him in if injury strikes, or if uh, if we go back on another five game losing streak and need some more options. Um, good good to see him dominating, and um, yeah, it's it's promising to hear about Toby because um, these these young kids. That's what that's what we've been saying for the last few weeks. Just you got to back them and give them a bit of support and love and a bit of a cuddle. So. Um, hopefully, like you said, taking the pressure off the goal kick and, and I think JC being back just really took um, a hell of a lot of pressure off him to sort of, you know, as shown in the final play, which we'll obviously get to um, the match winning play yeah. just to have someone like JC and not have all the weight on the world on Toby's shoulder. I think it's only a good thing. So, um, yeah. yeah, good news, both of those stories anyway. Just, just, just going through the stats for for Turner, 196 meters, uh, a line break, two line break assists, a try assist, nine tackle breaks. Um, yeah, like that's wow. just in torrential rate, just absolutely carved up. Yeah, that's a good point to make. Yeah, yeah. And if you can do that in wet weather, uh, imagine a dry track and nice field conditions. It might be even crazier. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. 
If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Okay, on to the recap. And the one we've all been waiting for. <laughs> the Gold Coast Titans defeated the St. George Laura Dragons. 20 points to 16 up there at Suncorp Stadium. The most magic of magic rounds. Broke the duck. Got the hoodoo. Our first ever win at magic round. Um, the 20 points to the Titans from uh, tries to Brimson, Firma, Wallace and Asako. Uh, Asako had two from three uh, penal- uh, conversions. And 0 from 4 with the field goals. And... Um, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and and the Dragons um, the Dragons 16 points. Um Figai, the rapist, and Suli with tries and Zach Lomax one from three and none from two with their field goals. Boys, how good. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing to see. And just speaking about it back, you know, just to see a committed side from the first kick from the first minute to the very last play. It, it, it was just amazing to see. And, you know, like we, we weren't perfect and um, you know, there there's still a lot of learning in the squad, but what I saw especially in that first 15 minutes. And that first 15 minutes gives me a lot of hope for this side, not just for the rest of this year, but next year especially, that we can start to really dominate games a lot more earlier on and hopefully start choking out teams a bit earlier. Um, But like I said, the first 15 minutes were impeccable. You know, we were getting line dropout after line dropout, you know, we dominated them. And then once we drop the ball, we give away a penalty that gets them out of pressure. We give them another penalty that makes them have another set dinner and, and a score with Josh McGuire simping as well. And that's, that's the side that you've got to try and now figure out how to get that mentality to keep putting that pressure on, not to make silly, simple mistakes like that. Um, you know, like, and I mean, I, we're fortunate that it was against the Dragons. Like, the Dragons aren't a bad side by any, by any means necessary. Like, I was nervous coming to this game, but to a degree, got to re- it's that sort of thing. Like, when you're doing this much to, the, to a Dragons side, like, to, to in theory, we probably should have put them away quite early in that game. Uh, it was just the, said just with the amount of pressure, the amount of momentum we have, and just the fact that we let all that go by a knock-on, two penalties, and then conceding a try when I was down to 12. It's, like I said, it's a young squad, so I guess that sort of um, killer instinct is still yet to be developed, but that'll come over time. Um but uh, it was just just a good game to watch. And, um, you know, I mean, like we said, having Jaden back at the one 
it really opened my eyes up to the fact that, you know, we have to get this spine to work. Like, Jaden's too good not to be in a first side. Like, as much as I love AJ at fullback, I think Jaden really proved the point that him at fullback is one of our most deadliest attacking choices. And, yeah, I, I think, think he ran... The, yeah, the whole, it, the whole, um, the whole AJ needs to play fullback. That's just yeah, it's, in one game gone. Yeah, it, it is, it is, and I and I can admit that you know I really thought AJ had to go back to fullback, but I can admit you know Jaden was sensational. I think he ran for two hundred and sixty-six meters, like in, in his return game in the wet, like that's stu- stupid stats, but um. You know, and like, yeah. like you said, I've got his stats here if you want to see if you want to bring that while you're talking to him. Yeah, 22 runs, 266 meters, um, three kicks, uh, for a hundred kick for 100 meters. Where's his line breaks? Yeah, one line break, 13 tackle breaks, uh, one try assist, uh, 160 kick return meters, like, and just the one error. Like, you just, mate, for yeah, return game, unbelievable. Absolutely, and it gives me a lot of hope that just that obviously he was injured, so that's why he was out of the squad. But I really think just having those couple of weeks back in Queensland Cup, you know, out of a struggling side has given him a lot of confidence now because he just came in and he took control, but he wasn't trying to be that guy like he was at the start of the season. Um he allowed Toby and AJ to do their thing as well. And that's why it worked, I think, on the weekend was, you know, even though Jaden did take a bit of the rain, he wasn't trying to just be the guy. Like, he wasn't trying to dictate, I guess, every, everything. And, um, you know, and, and like we said with Toby, you could just see he just looked so much more confident in himself, especially with... Um, I think he ended up with a try assist on a weekend, which is, you know, big for Tobes. Um, but just having a, a different goal kicker, it just relieves that sort of mental pressure saying, oh, shit, yeah, I don't have to worry about goal kicking. I've just got to worry about controlling a game, which is obviously still a big enough challenge. But at least, you're not, at least it's not in the back of your head going, oh, shit, you know, I've got to, you know, if we score off and then got to mentally prepare myself to kick, kick the ball and, um, they're just all around just a really good game from everybody. I can't really fault anyone. And, um, you know, Mo returned to his best. He had 20, just got to stand up here. He had 21 runs, 213 running meters, five tackle breaks, and he had 88 post-contact meters. Like, that's the Mo that we all know. And, yeah. um, and Antino had very similar stats. He had 22 runs, 219 metres, 86 post-contact metres, two line breaks, two tackle breaks. Like, I really think those two especially, the forwards did play a bigger platform than previous weeks, um, especially the guys you expected from Martino, Mo. I think Wallace got over 150 running metres. Um so, like, it, it was just a really, really just good week for the club as a whole. And, yeah, like I said, I just can't really fault anybody, really. They all got in, did their job. And, 
I think that's that's why we came away with the win. Yeah, you I can fault. Sounds pretty well. Sorry, sorry. Yep. No, you're all right. You're sorry. Right. Yeah, I just want to bring it up. Just I can fault. Bloody Tino. Oh. Four errors. Yep. So oh yeah. The crucial, the crucial error that, that started the, the the Dragons comeback, and that's, then yeah. so three errors on the lot. Like you just from our captain, he just coughed it up, and and it was bizarre because he he had such a great game offensively. Like as you said, Tommy, he's, he's running, you know, the line breaks, and you know he, he got he got the penalty, quick tap. Advanced to twenty meters, got another penalty, got got um um loose Acquire. symbiotes and and yeah. then and then two tackles later he coughs the ball up and then gives away a penalty. That's just mate. Yeah. Yep. I yes. forgot about that. Yeah, you stole the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was gonna say anyway. It's just like <laughs> oh, no, no, it's it's right. I was yeah, I was gonna see if yeah. you boys agreed or if I was being a bit harsh. I was like at the game, I couldn't believe it. Like like you said, he was just that first like twenty minutes, he was just steamrolling through the guts of the dragons. And then I thought he, he's due to crash over tonight. Like he looked likely for a try and then yeah, that second stint he had, he just like you said, four errors just playing the ball, simple stuff like that. I think, I don't know if it's just, he gets a bit too overexcited and I think he just tries to play it a bit quickly and just spews out or something. I I, I don't know, but it's, um, yeah, it, it, like I said, it, as, as dominant as he was and like I said, 230 odd metres, like doesn't mean for much if, you know, we would have lost that game because of one of his drop balls on the line, like, um, it's definitely something he has the odd game where he seems to spill the lollies a little bit. So if he can sort that out, hopefully with a bit of age and experience and he'll definitely be one of the sort of premier forwards in the competition. But um, yeah, Mo was unbelievable again as well. I think we've all been calling for Mo to sort of stand up a little bit more um, being an origin player and, you know, he's, been around for years and years now so uh, it was good to see him have a dominant game um and yeah jack jc just watching it live like he just oh, it's so weird he's he's not a powerful runner at all he's just so deft and it's just like his little jinx and little steps they just have, have the defenders clutching at thin air so he's so good to watch just do his thing and um you know, that, that sort of break he made. And I think Gravelawa ended up just about taking his head off and somehow no penalty, but um, that that one was a real momentum shifter too. And um, I think only a drop ball a couple of sets later really uh, took the pressure off a bit. But um, yeah, just that that's probably the main thing, the Tino errors. And um, I think if we're going to be in close games this year, we might need to look at, um, sort of throwing a surprise field goal or practicing a field goal set a little bit more. It was, um, oh, every, everyone, um, as you said, you know, at, at the footy live, you see a lot more than you probably do on the cameras. And every time it was just the same old thing and the Dragons knew it too. So, um, I think. Yeah, like, 
that 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 was just an absolute mess. The the dragons were all like they were getting so much like leeway. The the ref put the he put the whistle away that whole period. Like they were just yeah. honest the yeah. entire time. Like they were getting ten seconds to hold us down and, and set their line and get ready to. It was bullshit. And they weren't even, and they were offside. Like, it, like I'm not rest holding because we we had the same opportunity as well. We were getting a little bit of leeway as well, but like that entire period, we had the first crack at them, and that we got down there pretty quick. I think we got a penalty to get down there, didn't we, or, or something? We had a line break or whatever, but we we marched down that their their end pretty quick, and as soon as we got into position, the referee the whistle just went in his pocket, and and. They were only getting back seven meters, and they were holding the tackler down for for twenty seconds. It was just bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the um accidental offside from memory. I think. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah, and that that's the thing. At the end of that set, we sort of did nothing with it, but I'll agree that it seems to be a going thing in in the NRL that golden point just means just that you know they don't want to make a a big call and get sort of, um, you know, the con- the old controversial call. But at the end of the yeah. day, you can't just let players lie all over other teams. It's just, it's, uh, you got to pull the whistle out if it, if there's rules being broken. So yeah, yeah. I'll agree. It's, yeah. um, yeah, it's very hit and miss sometimes. Yeah. yeah I, that, that just, was... um, sorry about you. Oh, I was just going to say, there was one particular play I can remember um, in the first half of Golden Point where it just gone down there. And I think we go out to Sami's wing and Kitchen on. When I look from my memory, I looked at the clock. There was about 11 seconds left. From the point of when Sami got tackled, those 11 seconds were used to not let us play the ball as, uh, from memory, like, and that's that's the very moment you're talking about, Matt. Like, you you look at that and you go, like, that needs to be a penalty. Sure, it's a big call, but you know we might have had an opportunity to get one more play out of it, and yet you yeah. let them lay all over us. Like, it's I don't know. It, it's just it, it was just a. Sh- like the referee, like I said, in a goal on a point wasn't great, but at the same time, like we said, our field goal attempts were just they were not good. Yeah. I mean you got a bit of bit of bit of credit there. I mean it was it's it was a by the time that it got to go on a point, it was torrential rain. So yeah. even yeah. even just just setting up for a normal play is, is a bit rough and you know, um just, just to sort of hang in there, and um, and and that that final try, like even even when the ball was getting shifted out there, I'm like, someone's going to drop it. It's going to go through the hands. It's too wet. Don't don't shift it too far. And then they just kept going, and JC popped it out the side, and Asako with his biggest biggest moment in in Titans colours, and that's all she wrote. It was, oh, it was. It was pretty gut wrenching, actually. On the old stadium screens, it sort of obviously they're not HD quality like you get at home. It was um, oh, yeah. <laughs> sort of looked like he might it might have been one of those classic ones where it dropped um, sort of drops out, loses possession, and you know doesn't regain it before it 
hits the ground. But um, yeah, I was sort of sort of a bit nervous, and the crowd sort of groaned a little bit. But um, yeah, it was oh, it's just gr- great effort, and just I was sort of at the time I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I thought we'll just set up for the field goal. There's literally like one set remaining. Let's just get it done. And um, I thought, what the hell are we doing? Going to the edge, but it was a, it was a beautiful play. And Campbell, yeah. I, I I don't know if many players could have done what he does. That it was it was a strange step and just left Benny Hunt um, with broken ankles. So um, no, nah, beautiful play. And um, yeah, Azarko's best moment definitely. I was just I've got a couple more things with with. JC, like his um, his play under the eyeball, like he was phenomenal in those conditions. He just was unfazed. I, I think he, the only error he had was was under a eyeball. Like he, I think he had about eight or nine um, bombs kicked to him that were just, you know, some of them were very difficult takes, especially in those conditions. And Benny Hunt's a pretty good, um, you know, long range kicker and. Yeah, just just phenomenal. It's just so impressive the way the way he came back. I, I thought he was a little bit underdone at the start of the year, and um, maybe maybe that rib injury was was a blessing in disguise for him, and got him a bit of time to, to freshen up. And and uh, as you said, Anthony go back into the, the lower grades and, and carve it up and and sort of get some form and confidence and come back. And it was just you know it was really good to see. And um, Tommy with as you said with Mo, that's 100% his best game in, oh, like, not only this year, but for most of the end of last year, that's probably his best game in the last two years. Um, just absolute dominance. Uh, and even, like, all the forwards, as you said, um, Wallace Wallace was good, but even Bowie Firmer had, had a really good, good game, 135 metres uh, from 16 runs. A try, um, two tackle breaks, and an offload. Um, and, you know, Wallace with 150 meters. Um, Thompson had 150 meters. Stami had 97. Masters had 100. He had a really good game for his first for his first game for colours. You know, um, 100, 120 meters nearly from 14 runs. Um, he had a few dummy half runs. But you know, tackle break. Uh, just, just a solid game from Essan. Isaac wasn't really all that impressed with him on the edge, but you sort of got what you get when you play a front rower out the edge. He only got 85 metres, so just doing some proper numbers. Um, and, 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 uh, what's that? At least it's double digits, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Poor old Sammy, Sammy Mack had a... Sammy Mack had a bit of a bit of a shocker when he came on. He had a few um, a few errors and yeah. and um, one error and got put on report. So I'm not sure about the um, haven't heard anything from that. He probably just plead guilty and, and get a fine. But yeah, he only had the six runs for 40 meters, but I don't think he got too many minutes either. Can't, I don't have it on this one. But um, yeah, just all in all, just a, a pretty solid game. I thought as you. You briefed on it, Tommy. The the first twenty minutes, I I can't remember when we've had multiple repeat sets in a game, let alone, um, you know, five or six just repeat set after repeat set after repeat set. Um, 
it, it, you know, just building that pressure and just shows that the maturity that the boys had, the, you know, the Toby and, and AJ, they were just, they weren't bored. They weren't panicking. Like, yeah, we, we threw a lot at St. George at the, at the start and they defended really well. And, you know, we got a bit of a lucky try with AJ, you know, the, the offload and, and whatever. But, you know, we, we the Dragons sort of diffused a couple of try-scoring um, opportunities too, but just through good defence. And AJ and, and Toby just didn't panic. They just knew what they had to do. They just kept peppering the line, looking at waiting, trying to break it down. Okay, we're not getting anywhere here. Let's put it in goal, make the tackle, start again, and reset and we'll build to something else. And if they can keep doing that for longer periods in more games and they can get into that routine, like that's the sort of stuff that'll build confidence and, and the tries will come, like the points will come eventually once AJ and and um Jack Z get their groove back and Mina and um David comes back in and hopefully he's, you know, fit the fire when he comes back and has points improve and just let him off the hook. We should have been 15, you know, sorry, 14, 18 points up after 20 minutes, realistically, but just the same old type crept in, you know, get them, get them out. As soon as, as soon as, I'm pretty sure you can check my Twitter, as soon as Moose got put in the bin, I'm like, oh, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are, we are the worst team in the competition and we have been for, since I can remember, against a short and opposition. Like, I just, I don't understand what it is. Shit, fuck, it does my head in. Crazy sometimes. Yeah. It works. Just, it's just dumb. And then, yeah, so, golden point, I touched on that. The, just the refereeing was diabolical and our setup wasn't great. I thought my Starco had it on the first one, but it just, I think the wet, the wet ball just, that bounce, didn't bounce properly and he's, and he's sort of, Half shanked it out to the right, but um, yeah, I, I just you know just get the win, and they got the win, and the pressure's off, and suddenly you know there's no hit pieces this week in in the newspapers, and and instead of instead of going where's our next win coming from, you start to think, oh well, you know, Sharks had a bit of a shocker there and a bit of a slide, you, you know, maybe if the forwards play like they did. On Saturday, you know, we're a chance. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. keep manifest as as Trent was saying, good mate. Trent, uh, just got to keep manif- uh, manifesting these wins. And well done to Trent. Big shout out to Trent Moore for uh, for manifesting this one up, mate. It's uh, couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah, keep it up. Keep going with it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, moving on to reviews and the Gold Coast Titans take on the Canola Sutherland Sharks at Sandbox on Sunday at 4.05 p.m. The Titans have named an unchanged lineup, um, although I read something about a super sport. Yeah, so Turner. Turner's named in the reserves still. Uh, Brian turns into the reserves with Maju, Herbert and Booth has been named in the reserves. Uh, the, the Sharks have got a 
Andrew Wapham Miller comes into the fullback role, and Nico Hines moves back into the into the halfback. And everything else, I think, is pretty much the same for them. And uh, yeah, like after the as we were just briefly touched on it before, if we um, if the forwards are rolling through the middle like they did um, on Saturday. Who's to say we don't put up a good show? I know the Sharks have absolutely belted us the last three or four times we've played them, so who knows? There's no Kevin Proctor to bite an arm this time, so... Yeah, I was about to say that, yeah. (laughs) Might need him out there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's it's hard to read. Like I said, the Sharks are so hit and miss, really, this year, like, you think, oh, they're a top four side and then all of a sudden, like, they've lost to the Raiders twice and they lose to the Broncos, which obviously, unfortunately, our uh, brothers up the road, not that we want to call them that, but they're actually doing pretty well at the moment. But, um, yeah, it's just just hard to get a read on the Sharks. Um, but you're, you're right, they've got a lot of class in their side and I think... For Nukin's a big loss. He seems to be almost the glue that holds that pack together. But um, they bring yeah. Kinnis in to replace him. So um, who, who's a more than more than able player? So um, yeah, as for our side, I think obviously you probably don't change a team after winning last week, and um, can't think of anyone really to drop. Anyway, so, um, yeah, going to be a tough one. As you said, the Sharkies have the wood over us um, for years and years. So, hopefully we can bloody get it done for once. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, like, when I look at the Sharks team, the thing that scares me the most is their two wingers and the centers. They're the, they're the four guys that I'm really scared about because if for whatever reason, Molotano and Katoa just run right over us the last couple of games we've played against them. And obviously Talakai has, you know, been... Obvi- obviously he's had a couple of quiet weeks, but he's tried against mainly what he can do. And um, I think Masters might be lining up against him, so he's got a tough job this week. But, yeah, it's I. It's funny. Like like we said, Sharks have been a bit of a bogey side for us for the last few years, but I'm comfortable, a lot more comfortable coming to this game, especially with the win and how we did it. Um, and the fact that, like we touched on, you know, Mo, Tino and Wallace all had big games. If we can really dominate the Sharks earlier on, and I think watching the Raiders game again, because it'll be you know, a four o'clock game, this, hopefully the sun won't be down that much. If we can choose what end we're kicking, get to the side that has the wingers, their wingers facing the sun, because that's what Raiders did last week with Katoa, and it paid off immensely for the Raiders. You know, I'm not you know, I'm not saying that's what the tactics are, but the the point is you gotta try and use every little advantage you can. And yeah. I think Lachlan Miller is on debut. Um 
So I get a few high balls to him, test him out. Um, and then obviously Nico back at seven is, you know, he is a great, good player on his day, but at the same time, they haven't got, like their, their attack is pretty much, from what I've seen, pass it out wide. And like, you know, strong guys do a lot of the work. Um, yeah. But, but like, I, like we just said, you know, one week they could be a top four side, next week they could be a bottom four side. And if we get the top four side sharks where it's going to be a long game, if it's the bottom four shark side, well, I'm quietly confident that we come away with a win here. And um, like you said, Anthony, Fanukin's a big loss as, you know, really seems to just gel that entire side together. Um so, yeah, look, if we're going to beat the Sharks, this is probably the best time. You know, we're coming off a win. They're coming off a bad loss. You know, Talakai has been quiet. Moylan's a bit iffy at the moment. Um, so, yeah, we're going to... But basically, this way I see it is if the forward pass can dominate theirs and we can shut down their back line, we should get on with the job. Um yeah. And yeah, I just I just want to say a good performance this week, and just just hope we can get a win this week. Yeah. The thing about playing the Sharks is you don't want to get into a grind. You don't want to get down and dirty with them. You want to get into you want to get into a shootout with them, or you want to be just you know get into. Once you get once you get down and dirty into the trenches, they're just going to beat you with experience because that's they just live on that just grinding hard footy and they'll just belt you into submission. If he can get a bit of free-flowing rugby and keep them running backwards, you know, they're big, they're a big side. You've got to keep them going back of, up and down the, the park. And, um, yeah, like the kicking game again, hopefully, I don't know what the weather's like up there at the moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, the kicking game's obviously going to be a, a big, a big, um, a big factor. And just having, JC there again, like it just showed on Saturday night, just having that third kicking option too. So, you know, they're not just rushing up on, on Toby or, or AJ and and um and, and sort of taking the time from them. Um yeah, we just need to keep the ball down their end and, and, and control the footy. Another another obvious um <laughs> Another obvious thing is, is is ball control. So if they can cut those stupid errors out and keep the ball, keep the attacking kicks in and, and, and keep keep the sharks down their end or sort of get out of that grind and, and, and score a few you know just score a few points and, and make it a bit of a shootout, I think they've got the talent to to, to get there. But it's gonna be a tough ask as the sharks have got our number lately and yeah. Yeah, it's it Looks like it's well at the moment. It's predicted to be another wet weekend. So um, yeah, we might have two two wet weather games in a row by the looks of it. Um, but obviously, we uh, we did it last week, so there's no reason why we can't play in the rain again. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, as you said, I agree. You'd, Manly and Cronulla, they're probably the two teams you never... Or in Melbourne as well, you don't want to get into a grind with them sort of teams. You want to throw it early and go for the ambush and, you know, then try and hold on from there. So, um, 
yeah, hopefully we've, you know, can muscle up in the middle and obviously it's going to be a good battle. You know, they've got um, Toby Rudolph and um, uh, Royce Hunt off the bench has been good. He gets to start this week. So, um, but I think, we, you know, on paper, I'll be biased and say we might have a little bit of an advantage in the starting forwards. Um, but, yeah, then it's obviously up to the bench boys to keep it going. And um, I think JC, if he can have a game like he did last week, that'll that'll be crucial to us scoring, you know, because this Cronulla team, they know how to score points, so we're going to have to score plenty of points yeah. as well. Um as you said, Tommy, their their outside backs have killed us in recent years, and um, hopefully he signs up to the test. It's not, you know second game in for the season, and you got big Talakai running at you, but um, also yeah. the big you know the big fella in wet weather. He uh, it might tire him out, out a lot quicker too if you sort of win the early battle. So um, yeah, just hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, they're of- proper scuffling at the moment. Like they, they, they could, they, they couldn't score a point against Canberra at what three or four sim bins throughout that game. Like that eleven men at one stage, and they couldn't score a point. Yeah, they are proper scuffling. Yep. No, it's 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 weird. And then other times they'll have massive, massive wins and score plenty of points. So, you know, they're probably probably like a bit of a better version than us <laughs> at times. They. They have their patches and their games, but um, yeah, you're right. The Canberra, that's I, I did, I totally forgot. They're only ten points Sharky scored, and it was sort of late in the second half when Canberra were probably buggered from those um, those sin bins. So yeah, it's hey, you know we need all the all the uh, luck we can get, and um, we you know we're obviously the outsiders this weekend, but. I tell you what, it'd be good to win. And just looking at the ladder, if we if we were to win this week, like we have the chance to, depending on other results, move up as high as tenth or eleventh. So, and then all of a sudden you're only two points out of the eight. So it's um, you know, it's obviously I don't want to jinx it. Don't want to, as we said earlier, get the hopes up and get crushed. But um, definitely it. If we win this week, it's it's suddenly it's not so dour, and we might have a little bit of hope. But uh, I'll, I'll let the let the boys hopefully do the talking anyway. Yeah, manifesting, I'm manifesting a win. That's it's it. Gonna yep. happen. Yep, Trent brought us away. <laughs> manifesting a win, Sami with a double. I thought Sami. We sort of didn't really touch on it. I thought Sami was really solid on the weekend too. Like. Yeah, he's just low key one of our most consistent players week in week out. Like, same with Bowie. Bowie and Sani are, are just unsung heroes in our in our side. Like you know, Tino and Mo and Fafita and and Campbell, they get all the accolades. But those two guys, like week in week out, are just they just put their heads down and do their jobs. And um, you know, I, I really hope Phil gets a gets a crack at Origin again. Maybe not. I don't know if he'll get a crack this year because there's a few, few around him like Cobo and all those that might that might get a guard. I don't know if Cobo's ready for it yet, but um, it'd be good for Sami to, to have another crack. 
Yeah, he was insane. He was great on the weekend and I'm with you. I thought he's, you know, I had a couple of unlucky injuries and I think a week out with COVID, but um, he's he's been one of our best all year. So, um, and, you know, I it, it's a tough one. Like, I don't know what you boys think, um, but, you know, do we keep him at centre? And, you know, I, I, I don't mind him too much there. Obviously, um, hopefully he won't come out and have a shocker and prove me wrong, but maybe maybe he is a better centre for the, you know, sort of the balance of the team. What do you what do you boys reckon? Just leave him there. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. a tough one. Like I, I'd like it. I like he's got a little bit of size over Corey, so you kind of want him on the wing, but at the same time, I think he is a better center than he's a winger. And that's not saying he's, he's not a great winger. Um, you just got to get him in the side. I think he's fine. Like I'm happy. I don't care where he plays, put him in the front row for all I care. Just as long as he's out there. Yeah. 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 I, I'm pretty confident with him at center at the moment. Um, just, I just look at our other centers like Kelly and Herbert. Like they haven't really impressed this year. No. Herbert's been Herbert had one okay couple minutes. I think it was against Chooks, maybe where he put a few shots on. Uh, but he's been unwell. I mean, Brian Kelly, for all his faults, usually he always made it up for his attack. But even again, he's probably had one, maybe two good games this year. Um. So, yeah, it's sort of like, you know, like the whole thing is, you know, you've got to earn your spots. Well, Sami's earned his spot. Masters has earned his spot again this week. Um, you know, Asako, I think Asako will probably probably play out the rest of the year at wing, solid because of his goal kicking. Um, yeah. Corey, that, that other wing with Corey Thompson is the 50-50 one. Because obviously you've got Greg Marsu. Um, like we said, we can put Sami back on the wing, Greg back Brian, um, Paddy Herbert on the wing if we really need it. Like, but yeah, just at the moment, I'm happy with the squad as it is. And I feel like when you get a guy like Sami who can dominate on the wing or in the centre, I feel just, you know, just keep him where he is, keep him where he's dominating. And, you know, Last week he dominated at centre. He ran well, and same thing with Masters. Like, you know, defensively he's never been great, and I don't expect him to be this amazing defender. But by golly, we look so much like I know the wet weather wouldn't have helped the Dragons, but we looked a lot better on the edges. You know, yeah, sure they could see it. we conceded two tries off that edge, but at the same time they weren't the most like crash hot tries from the dragons, you know, like yeah. It's sort of look, the more long story short, I'm glad Simon's center. I think he should stay at a long term if he keeps performing and the other boys keep performing. Um and I feel like if Kelly and Herbert want to get back into the squad where they should be showing it, they I don't think no on name basis should be where you get back to a squad half the time now. I think it should be if you want to be yeah, back in the squad, show Show us why you should be back in. Work on the things that you're fundamentally not doing well at. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy for that to stay as it is. Yeah, hoping um, 
kind of gets a little bit more like he didn't come on until the 60th or 70th minute oh. um, on, on Saturday and he had a bit of a shocker when he when he got in but you know he had a couple of errors but I think after after he sort of settled in he you know I think he made a couple of couple of breaks or a couple of half breaks and created a bit and I'd, I'd like to see him get some more time he just seems to be wasted just sitting there on the bench but for most of the game. It's Justin's still got to work on his um, on his best rotations because some of that's a little bit mind-boggling um, what he's been doing. Yeah, yep. No, agreed. At, at the game, we were um, that's all we were yelling at the bench like, "Get Tanner on!" Like he was sitting there. The poor bloke is almost getting getting a cold sitting on the bench. Like he's just sort of getting up, yeah. stretching, jogging, getting ready. Nup, nup. Sit back down. Like. I don't know. It's yeah. Justin obviously sees something in Aaron. Like I don't know. I, I can't get a read on it, but he. Uh, it's his defense. It's just his yeah. defense. Like, yeah. It has to be like because he's he's services dog shit really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but, I, I get it because Tana's not a big body. So if you've got Tana out there, you've got Tana JC. Um, AJ and, and and Toby like there, there's four small bodies you've got to you know you've, you've got to sort of hide with, with the others so I get that but um, I mean even just these, these I don't know, doesn't say how many minutes he's played on this on this app but he had four dummy half run meters for 39 four dummy half runs for 39 meters he had 58 58 meters in total um, he, he had uh, one line break assist one try assist. And uh, with just the one, just the one error, um, like for, for the small amount of mi- uh, minutes he played, that's I'll take that every day of the week. Like, give him more minutes, give him, give him 15 minutes and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And <clears throat> there, there was one point late in a second half, we started to get a roll back on the Dragons. And I'm like, okay, this is when Tana should be coming out. You know, the quick feet, you know, quick service. Um, you know, it's just, I, I don't know what it is. Like, like, like I've spoken before, you know, I've, I, I love Aaron. I think he's a fantastic, you know, tough player to have in the squad. But he's not a hooker. He's a, he's a ball playing lock. And I really wish he could start you know, getting into that sort of position because I think he would thrive. You know, like was, I think we said a couple of weeks ago, like he's he's like a Audi version of Graham Smith. Not so much talented, but my goodness, he has got the heart and determination of him. And I just think him at lock, having an extra ball playing player in the side would do wonders. And, you know, just allowing Tana. And, and you know, like, let's say you start Aaron at 13, Tana at 9, that allows us to bring in Paul Turner, who, like we've said, has been killing it for Tweed. Yeah. And then, say, Tana needs to step. But you get Turner on, he's just as quick, you know, and we'll keep keep the pace up. Like, that's the thing. Like, the game's built on pace now, realistically. And like, like I've always said, Aaron 10 years ago would have been a very good hooker to have because the pace came wasn't really introduced then. Um, yeah. yeah. But now it's sort of like, yeah, you need to start looking at maybe Tata and Turner as the rotations, put Aaron 
as a ball playing lock. Um, but yeah, like no, if, 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 if he's not playing in the nine, there's sort of not really a spot for him. He's not going to push out Wallace or or Tino or you know. You can look at the bench. Who's who's, who's going to drop out? Lasani or Jolly for yeah, Ben McIntyre. Like yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it's it's just it's frustrating, but you know. Is, isn't, it, isn't it funny what a win can do to us blokes? Like, I think last week we were thinking, who the bloody hell can we put on the bench? And now it's <laughs> now it's uh now it's we got too many options. Like, yeah, um, we, got, we got no room for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true though. Like, yeah, you think based off how they all played last week, like you couldn't couldn't say this week that they need to be dropped. So, um. But now I'm with you boys, play Tanner longer minutes. Like, it, he needs to be out there a hell of a lot earlier than, you know, I guess it's handy for close games. He might come on and and um, add a bit of spark around the middle when the forwards are all tired. But sometimes it's uh, too little, too late. So get him out there earlier and, um, yeah, just hopefully the bench, bench steps up and, and – um, you know, I think also Jared Wallace, like he was, he was great last week, and um, yeah. we all, we all wanted him back earlier in the year, and he come back and sort of just, yeah, it wasn't himself. He was, he was absolutely dreadful. Him and him and Proctor weren't 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 that different, but um, he's come back this time, and he he was bloody awesome, and obviously scored the the match, well, the match level and try, um, yeah. So hopefully another big performance from him because you think being a contract year too, he's going to want to push for either our money or the Dolphins' money. So uh, isn't he? Isn't it, Garrett? I thought he was definitely going to the Dolphins. I thought he's already signed. Yeah, I don't think they haven't haven't announced anything yet. But um, I think I'd be very shocked if he if he doesn't end up in the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much the sentiment with that. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of hope this week SISA like, gets a few more minutes. Yeah, four to eight minutes off it last week. And I, I just got like this, this this is part of my eye issue with players. I just get this like good vibe about them and I just wipe them in the squad, even though they might not be performing well. But someone like SISA gives me that good vibe. Like he just yeah. he has a point of proof. He had a shocking year last year. You know, he was decent against Chalks in a squad that was very poor. Last week, didn't notice him much. But this week, again, we're coming up against a forward pack, which is big. I really kind of hope he does get more minutes. Because um, obviously you've got Lasano who comes on and does his thing. McIntyre will come on and do his thing. But I feel like SAS just has a point to prove. And I think if you give him more minutes, he'll show why. You know, he, he deserves being a squad boy. He deserves to possibly stay here if, you know, he if we want him or vice versa. But yeah, um, that, that's just a small, insignificant minor thing just to say, like, you know, just I, I like SASA as a player and I think he has something in there that can really help us. Yeah. And it's it was a bit of a weird one last game. Um, didn't even realise that, Tom, that he only played... 14 minutes but 
yeah, thinking back now, like it, it did seem like our starting forwards were sort of on for a hell of a, a hell of a lot of the game, yeah. um, which is obviously backed up in the stats. So um, wow. obviously a done off that this week, it'll mean that, you know, maybe there's some more fatigue in the legs and uh, maybe after two wet weather draining games in a row, maybe that bench will have to stand up and play more minutes. I guess we'll, we'll find out, but um, yeah, definitely, um, definitely means most of them shouldn't be tired. Most of the bench shouldn't be tired um, after last week's game. Yeah, no, I agree, agree with your sentiments there, Tommy. I think SA's been really good for us since he's, since he's um, come back and been given a shot. He's shown, um, he sort of reminded me when he, when he come on, I think it was against the, the Roosters, the other week when he when he first got his gig, he um just just reminded me of like Lasoni and, and Jamie Jolief when they when they came on last year, just that spark off the bench, like running from the back fence and just just hitting the ball at full pace and, and hitting the line like with just zero regard for your own personal safety. And that's um it's it's just you can't tell me that like when when you, you sort of You've been defend, you know, you you're in, you know, the thirtieth minute of the half or something like that, and this fresh, fresh young, fresh set of legs comes on and just comes at a thousand miles an hour, hitting the ball and just running like speedrun motherfuckers. Like that's got to give you a lift, and I think it does. And yeah, well, I hope he gets a few more minutes as well. It's, once again, it just comes back to Justin's best rotations. And he still needs to figure that out. And, um. Yeah, I don't know whether Tino plays less minutes in the first half to get him more minutes at the back end of the, of the games and that might help him out a bit more. But, yeah, strange one. It's, it's been good to see Lasone sort of come back a little bit to form and how we, how we all fondly remember him because I remember at the start of the year we were all going, what the hell is going on? Like, he just he had the errors in him again and he didn't have that ball playing ability that we saw in the trial, but um, I think he was really, really impressive in the wet. Um, I don't think from memory he made an error. Um, no, he gave away a penalty. Um, yeah. Zero errors, one penalty. He had um, two tackle breaks and 60 metres from six runs, so yeah, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, no, he seemed to be like his old self, just charging off the back fence. Um, yeah, put perfectly, as you said, uh, Matty, just Charging with no no regard for his own life, he just uh, that's Sam Lasano you love to see. So I think he's yeah. been better. And yeah, I'll echo your thoughts, boys. Um, Herman Herman's definitely been a lot better than um, twenty twenty one Herman anyway. So uh, <laughs> can only be a good thing. It's going to take anyone's head off. No, just no, for no. Us, so that's a positive. Yeah. <laughs> Moving upwards. Yeah. Uh. So in conclusion, Titans 13 plus. Yeah, that's what we've been missing. <laughs> yep. Okay, Anthony, we've got any Twitter questions? Yeah, yep. We've got uh, yep, some more questions sent in this week. So um, the usual suspects at it again. Uh, which we love to see anyway. So, 
Um, we'll go first to our mate Malcolm uh, at Power Balance ninety three, um, and obviously we we spoke about this a bit last week, but uh, Malcolm says after a dismal start to the season, where do you lads realistically see us finishing? Uh, anywhere between seventh and twelfth. I think is a realistic sort of uh, seventh is absolute ceiling for us at the moment. I don't think we can get any higher than that. Just could be looking at the teams above, unless we have, we go on an all time run. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah. I, it, like, like we've been saying, like when it comes to winning a game that all of a sudden they, Oh shit, maybe if we get, you know, a three, four game win streak, maybe something can happen. Um, now I'll agree. I will agree with you, Maddie. I think seven to 12 is pretty much the area where we will finish. Um, I, I think if we can, the next six games and then the bye, if we can win four out of our next six before the bye, um, I will be confident in saying we'll make the eight. Um, but as I said, we've got to, yeah, we've got to do a lot better from what we have been. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll echo hopefully seventh or eighth. Um, that's what sort of I, I predicted sixth um, before the season started. But I think seventh or eighth would be a massive um, overachievement probably with how we're going at the moment. But um, I'll I'll go uh, keep the keep the hopes low. It's always better to keep the hopes low and then be pleasantly surprised. Um, I'll say I'll just go out on a limb. I'll say we'll finish around tenth. Um, but hopefully no bloody lower because I think it'd be a yeah, it'd be a tragedy if we finish bottom four. So hopefully scrape into the eighth, um, into eight. But um, I'll go tenth and. Hope to be shocked. Um, so we'll go to uh, go to a next one uh, from uh, Mads GCT. Um, if you boys could pick from any of the current free agents on the market, who would you sign? I don't even know who's on the free agency. Can <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> hey, to be honest, to be honest, Matt Parcel. I know I'm, I'm starting this. I'm starting starting this. Um, this is my new agenda. Get Matt Parcell on the Gold Coast. Get him out of England. Get him on the Gold Coast. Yep, been thinking that for years. I don't know was it, what it is. I, I I know he had maybe an attitude problem or something like that. They were saying, and um, but yeah, he was killing it in the Q Cup. I remember he was like scoring. I think did he lead the trot? tries for the season or something like that it was it was insane he was scoring tries for fun and um for some reason he's just lost over there in england but um yeah but i'll uh i'll go um in a dream world obviously you'd sign probably cameron munster <laughs> but um <laughs> and again i don't know about cameron munster on the gold coast i'm yeah, not not really sure um, how that would end up. I know he's um, turned his life around 
um, supposedly being a new dad and everything like that. But um, yeah, I think um, other ones just looking through the the off contract list here. I think Herbie Farnworth, obviously he'll be due for a big payday is probably the issue, but um, yeah. love him. He's a, he's a great player. Um, and yeah, other than that, I don't think I would re-sign any of our boys at the moment. Herman SASA, Esan Masters, Kevin Proctor or Jared Wallace. I don't, like if you get him cheap, you know, good. He'd be fine just to keep as a um as bets and you know what he's doing now. So yeah, I, I would be comfortable. Obviously, on cheap, like you just said, I'd be comfortable if we re-sign SASA and Masters. Um, but Wallace, like we said, it's all but written in the stars that he'll be going to the Dolphins. Proctor. I think they're trying to ship him off to England. Um, in an ideal world for me, a I want to see David May back. I want to I want to get a petition to bring Mayday back. Just want to oh, see him at a time. Good call. Get him back at a time and go and see one last time. Um, just like our our most glaring issue, like we keep talking, is the hooker, and like looking at the hookers right now, like. There's not a lot um, out there. Um, just trying to think. So, again, I can't believe I'm agreeing with Gus Gould, but we do need guys who focus more on defence in our side. Um, but I don't really know who yeah. is out there defensively that would you know, come in and it, you know, install that mindset. You know, shit, we can attack, sure, but you need to de- defend um, but uh, I want us. I want us to get Mady back. We'll get him on a cheap, good depth player. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not it's not an exciting free agency pool now. All the guys that you wanted are pretty much gone. So yeah, and, and probably the only other thing you'd hope for is maybe. I don't know if there's any clubs with maybe a disgruntled hooker sort of sitting in reserve grade, kicking stones and might want an opportunity. Oh, sort of. Just, just. Yep, yep. You got one, Tommy? Uh, yeah, there's a there's two um, guys at Doggies. There's Joshua Cook, who I thought was going to get a run at the Dogs this year, but he hasn't so far. He looks interesting. And then there's another guy. I'm not sure if he's an internet hooker, but there's a guy called Jackson Torpenny. Uh, I think he played a couple of games in hooker last year. Obviously, it's a bit hard to tell with the, the dogs being the dogs, but if memory serves me right, you know, he's not getting game time. He's not getting into the side. Like, you know, there, there could be something there. Um but, like, I know this is going on to next year, but next year we have to get either David Cook or Reese Robson to the club. Like, it just has to happen if we don't get a disgruntled hook of this year. Cookie or Robson has to be the target next year. Yeah. yeah. Just get, get a dummy half. Just, we got to find <laughs> one. we got to find one somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, that's no. it. 
No, yeah, good, good shout. I, yeah, I think I remember, as you said, Torpenny or Topine, how, however you, however you say it. I, I remember the surname, and from memory, I don't think he was too bad. So, um, I think that's our only sort of option at the moment. Is obviously we've missed out on all the big free agent hookers, so um, we yeah, just need to hope that there's, as you said those two guys or some other youngsters just wanting an opportunity and hopefully we can do like the cows have done and turn Reese Robson into, into a, you know, a good, good solid first option. So yeah, I think that, that, that would be mine is yeah, definitely a hooker and I'll agree with Davey Mead. And yeah, if I was, if we have some extra coin, Somehow sitting around, wouldn't mind Herbie Farnworth at all, but um, yeah. All righty, and uh, moving on to another question. Um, our mate Trent, uh, why is Jared Wallace the king? <laughs> Do you agree, <laughs> boys? And uh, how many zeros should be on his next contract offer? That's my question. <laughs> I mean, it. If he is the king, it's only because Trent manifests it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the uh, look, he was definitely the king on Sunday night when he, when he barged over. That's for sure. I don't know what that try celebration was. What was he like? Rip starting yeah. to look at like, or something. Was he? Yeah, he was like <laughs> getting the chainsaw going. I don't know. <laughs> uh... But it was good to see him have a good game. It was about time this year. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. Yeah, on, on the. Um, I was talking to one of the boys, and he said he was watching the. I think does does Jared play for Tweed? I think from memory. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and um, he reckons the uh, the week before, a couple of weeks ago, the commentator said um, Jared Wallace known for his try-scoring prowess. And um, <laughs> we're all laughing about it. And uh, then he then he goes and scores the match leveller. And um, I, I do remember, though, yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago, he was crashing over, actually, a fair few times. Uh, Might have been. Yeah. yeah. There, there, was a, there was a period where it was last year or the year before where he, was, he scored, like, a try in three or four consecutive games. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't quite Ryan James level of um, try scoring, but no, no, that was insane. That was. Didn't, didn't James? Didn't Ryan get like um, twelve or fourteen tries or something? They did the most you've ever by a prop in a year. Yeah, I think that was. Right. Yeah, yeah, right about that. It was just an insane year that year. <laughs> and he still didn't get Origin. Unreal. <laughs> Wild. Yep. Um, but no, yeah, Jay Wall, yeah, I, I love him. And um, if he played like that every week, you'd you'd probably offer him a bit of a contract extension. But uh, just unless it's on a very cheap deal, and unless he keeps playing like that, um, I I don't know if you'd try too hard to re-sign him. But um, it's it's a tough one. Yeah, maybe cut, throw you know. 200,000 at him, but um, I dare yeah. say, as we spoke about earlier, I dare say the Dolphins 
you know, I don't know if they'd be offering much more than that, but he, uh, from memories. Yeah, they will. He they need playing. to. Yeah. Yep. But, um, all right, we'll move on to the next question. Um, from, uh, at the Steve S 89, uh, is Jaden a superstar in the making? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Like, he's just, I mean, we, we saw it last year how good, good he was. Um, and then, as a, you know, we've, we've already covered how he, um, what he did on, on the weekend. But just, he's just, the way he's able to create space in, in a defensive line, it's something I've never seen before. He will, he will just, keep himself far enough away from the defensive line until he draws a player out just a little bit further to create to create a little a false gap. And he has the speed and the elusiveness to almost do like a double step to get around the guy who's pushed up and then get around the inside man. Like uh, I've never seen it before. And it's not something you can teach. It's just that just instinct like that's 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 crazy. I, I don't even remember his old man being that good. Like, you know, David Peachy was was pretty pretty good at that sort of stuff. But I don't think he had the just the raw natural ability that that JC has. Like, Peachy had a bit more size and speed, but I think Campbell has the potential to be something special. Yeah, I, I think looking at Jaden, um, that there's a part of me that thinks that he could be better than his old man, which is a big feat to you know to try and do. But like you said, man, it just he's so elusive on the field. He just has this spring in his step that you think you've got him, and next minute, you know, he's nowhere to be seen. Like it's just, and I don't think we've had that a player like him for ever. You know, like we've always yeah. had guys that can create, but I mean, let's look at our, like thinking back to our fullbacks in our time and maybe we've, you know, had Preston Camp or Matt Rogers, Zillman, you know, Michael Gordon, AJ, like, and our Jaden. Out of the lot of them, I mean, Jaden's probably the one with the highest ceiling. I you will know, like, not that Zillman slander. Yeah, yeah, come on, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Zillman. Oh. oh, yes, I, I love Zillman just as much as everyone else, but oh, it's just, yeah. I think the only person that's that had that raw talent that we've had on our side before that that we sort of only got for a little bit was, um, we, we had Pete James Roberts, you know, oh, that 20, it was a 2016 or whatever, or 20, 2015. 2015. Or whatever it was. Yeah. Like that was he the the only shining light we had that year. And um yeah, but I think I mean for different different obvious um skill sets and reasons that, that they they were you know class above. But yeah, I think he's gonna be something special. Like I'm can't wait to watch him.
Yeah, 100%. I think he's definitely, if you've got a player, you know, making 200-odd metres a game and, like, 10 tackle busts, you, you look at the guy, you know, as you've said a few times this year, Matty, like, he looks 60 kilo, you know, ringing wet. Like, <laughs> you look at that bloke, if you sat down at, you know, a non, non-footy fan or a guy who doesn't watch many games and you you like, you know, put the team in a line and said, guess which guy made 10 tackle bus. I, I don't think anyone's choosing Jaden. Like he's just, yeah. he doesn't have the size where you think he'd be making those tackle bus, but he's just, like I said earlier with the, the try set up at the end for Izako, like it, it's just wild, insane stuff that I think some other players would love to have that, that raw talent, like you said. So I think he has the potential if he, you know, I think we set, set it um, last year. Like if he puts on, you know, a little bit of, little bit more muscle and you don't want too much because it probably takes away from his um, his elusiveness and, and speed and everything like that. But if he just puts on a little bit more and develops that ball playing game a little bit more, um, I definitely think we have a, a good talent on our hands and, Thankfully, we've got him wrapped up for a few more years yet. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll go to a last question um, and on a high note, uh, Prince Philip, our mate Callum. Uh, the last time we beat the Dragons in the 90th minute, we made a prelim final. Why is history destined to repeat itself? <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue, uh... with it, can you? No. <laughs> it's history, uh, history. As long as as long as we rewrite history and fuck up the roosters this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why I don't think it quite worked out because I, I see um uh Blood he responded and said um the dragons actually ended up winning the comp that year. So uh, <laughs> obviously <laughs> obviously we want a few things to change, but um yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, might be the sign we need, boys. But as I said, if we, if we make it into the eight and then into the prelim, we've gone on one hell of a run, and I'm all for it. Yeah, you're like a Cowboys sort of Cowboys 2017 run. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh. That's what we need. We might need to get Michael Morgan out of retirement or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um. Uh. Yeah, but um, that, that's all for the questions this week. But um, yeah, as usual, send them in every Wednesday, and yeah, give us blokes stuff to talk shit about, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Okay, that'll wrap up episode thirteen. Uh, thank you very much for listening in, and. Um, Hopefully next week we uh, come back with another win, back to back. I don't think we've no, we haven't had back to back wins yet. So fingers crossed, and whatever else you need to cross to get it done. And Friday or Sunday afternoon, sip some beers, cook a roast, and happy days. Don't forget you can interact with us uh, on Twitter at Bad Life Titans um, or at GC underscore Anthony. Tommy is at Jet Zero at underscore 10 and I am at Hammers H4 M M E R Z. 
Don't forget our good friend at the Biggest Tiger and the Sports Best Friends Podcast Network. Once again, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Catch you later, boys. Catch you later. Go the Titans. Catch you, fellas. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.